Good morning, listener. This is the Creative Brother. We're going to talk about credit card fraud today from the business person's perspective. But I want you to hear this bird. <laughs> this is an introduction to the podcast episode. It's early in the Sunday morning. I've been working on my, you know, stuff in the front of my house. I have a, a red bird. I painted this old bird that I put into a, my flower pots. It's a cardinal. You know, it's a red bird, right? I repainted it the other day, bright red, and stuck a stick up his butt and put it back into the flower uh, pot. This big pot. It's painted that uh, gray, really cool, shiny, you know, gray, where you ride by and the light hits it and it shines. Well, I put the bird in there, so it's this gray pot, really fantastic gray, with this really red bird. And right now, if you can hear it, let me see. There's this mockingbird. It's the state bird of Texas. She ain't happy. <laughs> She's not happy. It's, you know, it's time for birds to have their babies. It's, it's springtime, so babies are being born right now and all of that. And squirrels, are, oh, it's, it's a mess. But this mockingbird has been going off for about a half hour because she sees the red bird in the, in the, uh, in the uh, flower pot they, they're competitors. They're literally, but the mockingbird's a bigger bird. It's very aggressive too. And the and the the, uh, the cardinals are pretty darn aggressive too. They fight over the same. They 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 basically forage in the same way. They like the same stuff. So they're competitors. I've always, you know, I grew up in the country. You know, small town outside of in Galveston County, outside of Houston. Uh, you know, in a wooded area. So all the critters, I mean, I know some critters. I know how the critters work. And I've always been fascinated by mockingbird cardinal rivalries. They are literally, they hate one another. So I just thought it would be cool to let you hear it. Anyway, have a listen. Take care. Good morning, listeners. This is the creative brother. Come on in. (laughs) It's episode 64, season 2, episode 34 of season 2. Thank you. No clapping and nonsense. I'm not going to do it. Today, we're going to talk about credit card chargeback fraud. And how the credit card processors could bring that number down to 2% of what it is now. It's $35 billion, um, in 2021. And how they won't do it because they, you know, it's a revenue stream on the fees, right? So the thesis today is, is America needs new federal laws to help businesses fight off credit card chargeback fraud. We, but that's a problem because the politicians are on the take. If it was going to be a deal, they would have already done it. But they're on the take. Here we go. Let's talk about it. $35 billion in 2021. The credit card processors, they depend on the money as a revenue stream. And as a former executive in corporate America, I can sit, I can, I can, I see it on my movie screen. Some sociopath, you know, advising, you know, management to uh, say one thing, do another. 
Well, if we take away, if we reduce credit card fraud, that's going to bring the chargeback fees down from uh, whatever number they offer us down to a zero. Do, can we afford that? How do we? That goes on the books. That goes in the, in the spreadsheet. We can't do that. But we can say we care. Do a little something, something. And, you know, help. We can help. But we don't want to. We don't want to cut off our foot because we have uh, uh, one of our toes is itching. Mm -mm. They're not going to do it, folks. They are not going to do it on their own. They're not going to do it. I talked to my credit card processing company the other day, Authorized.net. I had to uh, had some stuff I had to talk to them about. <clears throat> I was telling the person that was helping me about this, and I was telling her, "You sound young. You do know you work for a cheater." Because they're owned by Visa. And I said, I'm, let me say this to the recorder. This isn't for you, but you can listen because you don't know this. I said, you're in the bubble. You work for a fraudster. She says, well, how is that? I said, they could cut credit card chargeback fraud down to 2% right now. I said, you want to know? I said, let me. And I, get, I said some other things that I'm not going to say to you as a preface to why I am in the know on these things. I'm not going to say it here because... You may come across as braggy or something. It ain't braggy. It's the truth. But I'm not going to say it. So I prefaced it. And I said, uh, all you have to do is add the name verification, add a name verification filter. MVNVF acronym. You know, I love my acronyms. NVF, name verification filter. Where is that? And she goes, well, you're right. I said, are you sure that you're saying that truthfully or are you just saying that to move me along? She says, no, you're right. I said, well, why am I right? Let me see if you're just saying that. She says, well, it would, I see what you're saying. I said, no, tell me why you see what I'm saying. Because right now you've been trained to just move, move, move me along. Okay, it doesn't work on me. Tell me why you say that. And then she said what she had to say. And I said, okay, let's move along now. So let's move along this conversation. I have to deal with this. <clears throat> and the reason why I thought about this conversation to have it with you all, because I have a lot of people who are listening who are in business. That is the group of people that I'm hopefully gathering. I do have some other folks, <laughs> but a lot of business folks, uh, not a lot, but enough. And because of the way I work stuff, I'm an advisor to everybody because I'm going to get it right. And then I'll share how I did that. Because most people are not working at my level of detail and uh, expectation. I have an extremely high level of expectation from everybody. Your puppy better be a better puppy when I see that puppy. I'm going to give it a little, give it some treats, right? It better roll over and say, wow, wow. I expect that puppy to be a good puppy. And what happens is, is when you have high expectations, people, and not being all judgy or whatever, but if people feel that they need to reach up a little higher for you, they do it. They just do it. They do it. As long as you're not, you know, a forceful person. But if people can, people read you. And when they read you, and they, they have read correctly that you're expecting more from them, even if it's just casually, they try to give it to you. They do. Then from that point on, every time they see you, 
they know they're going to have to bring it up. That's why people in my world who don't want to do that, when they see me, they turn tail. Oh my God, Eric Joubert, creative brother. Oh my God, where's a, where's a path out of here? Ooh, to the left. Get run over by a car. Trying to get the heck out of my way. They don't want to do it. And I know that. And at 60, it's just who I am. You are who you are, and you are who you are, and you are who you are. I just have extremely high expectations from everybody because that's what I expect from myself. And when I screw up three or four times a week, mainly with a little, little money, you know, a little bit of money here, a little bit of money there, and <laughs> little chips off the block. So, yeah, this is one of these types of conversations, high, higher expectations conversation, what people should be doing to measure up so we can be, all be better off. Someone has to be concerned with that. That's been the life I've led, the kind of jobs I've had. I can I remember when I was in when I first got into oil and gas. And my first turnaround, if you know what that is, plant. And the big one. And I didn't, you know, it was my first experience, my first, my first one of my own. Um, and my thing was being called on the radio all day. Eric Dubair, Eric Dubair, Eric Dubair, come back, come back, come back. All day long. I got used to it. I guess I'm I handle stress way better than most people. I just put everything in queue. One, two, three, four, five. You're next, you're next, you're next, you're next, you're next, you're next. Ant, ant guy. It didn't bother me. Hear my name being called all day on the radio. Whatever. You know, I look in my, I had my own trailer. I look up and there's 20 people in line, literally in line, waiting to speak to me. And I'm like, what the? Okay, who's next? And someone said to me, i never forget this. He goes, man, I don't know, I wouldn't want to be you, man. You got a pretty car and all that. Oh, I would like to have that, but I don't, mm -mm. I wouldn't want to be you. <laughs> and I remember saying to myself, what does that mean? I got to sit down and think about that. So I thought it through, and what it means is, is I'm just the details guy. I'm the guy that's going to put this kind of stuff together so you can be helped too. And there it is. That's all it means. It's real simple. $35 billion in 2021 in chargeback credit card fraud. Most of it is 77% of chargeback fraud in America is friendly fraud. So people are calling Amazon or emailing, I don't know what this is. And they ordered it. They went online and ordered it. You don't know what it is, right? Mm-hmm. My average ticket price this week was 12 grand. Now it goes up and down depending on the sales that week. This week was actually $15,000. So everything I sold this week, the average ticket price of what I sold this week was 15 grand. It's, I did a credit card sale, two or three of them, with 18 grand, 20 grand. You got to be very careful. You don't let just anybody, you know, get approved. My credit card filters, uh, uh, verification filters, they're all set as tight as you can clench your butt up. You ain't getting out. You ain't getting in, honey. Oh, I got all the filters set to green. You got to be green across the board or no. And what it does, it gives me an excuse to tell you, you got you to gotta pay cash. And we'll talk about that in a minute. <clears throat> so, 35 freaking billion dollars in credit card chargeback fraud, 2021. And what happens is, <clears throat> the credit card processors make money on the fees, on the chargeback fees. They're like uh, brokers that, you know, you go sell, you go buy some, some stocks and stuff. They make money on the buy and the sell, right? So all day long, you know, I'm doing a buy deal. Now I'm turning around, now I got a sale deal. 
I'm making money going in, coming, coming out and going in. That's a great way to make money, right? Same thing with these folks. Charge back fees. Billions, okay? Billions. Those go on the books. That's what I'm talking about. Point number two. They lie. When I say they, the credit card processing companies, they lie when they say they care. They want that money, honey. Oh, I got my honey in. I think that's the second one, though. I think I got two honeys in already. They want that money. That's all it is to it. Like I said, you got that sociopath inside, that sociopathic executive. We do this, say one thing, do another. And you know, listener, you know, there's different kinds of people. You know, charge alpha folks run out in front with the with, with a with, with a BB gun, running out into a, carrying a BB gun to a knife fight. As you get ready to get killed, let them do it. Go ahead. Even that's what she's been wanting to do all this time. She's been trying to get out there first. Go here, go first. Go ahead. Let's see what they really have. She's the, yep, there it is. All kind of folks. So think about the executive that doesn't want to, that doesn't like, you know, confrontation. And you got this sociopath saying, do this and do that and do this. I'll take, I'll put my name on it. I'll put my name on it, then it'll work. You're like, okay, put your name on it. Go ahead, yeah. Sign them right up. If it works out, you take credit. <laughs> if it doesn't, Elizabeth put her name on it. She sure did. Elizabeth, oh baby girl, here we go. Here's your pink slip. There it is. I've seen that. I have seen that in my world. I, you know, I female executive, I'm just using the female executive as an example, but there's only males, females, and aliens, right? I've seen it about four or five times. Working with some executives to do some stuff. Directly Friday. See Monday. Come in Monday. Oh, um, she's um. Here's Larry. What the? Who are you? I'm replacing. What? The, where is she? And because you don't work for any of them, and you already have the money already, my company already has the checks for what we're doing already. So now you can start slapping folks around proverbially. Where is Elizabeth? And they're like, oh, she got the pink slip. Blah blah blah. Then you hassle Larry. Why? Who are you? <laughs> you think you're better than her? I liked her. We got to start over now. Then you, you punk him, get him in the right place. Then you fight for Elizabeth. Oh, y'all suck. All of y'all. Y'all suck. That's why we're here. Because y'all suck. You just beat them up. Oh, I used to do that. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Like I said, there's different types of people in these organizations calling themselves executives. Making more money than everybody. Doesn't mean they're badasses. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Some folks are listening and going, ooh, isn't it Sunday morning? Mm-hmm. And there's this mockingbird out here just uh, upset. I um, I painted, I repainted my cardinal. If you know birds, mockingbird is the state bird of Texas. Cardinals are their rivals, and they are both here. It's springtime, and babies and stuff. I have big oak trees with squirrels in there. They think they own my house, actually, and I do. And I paint, I repainted one of my big pots, silver, glittery silver. It's really cool on my red brick house. And I painted the red cardinal that I had in there forever. It faded. Bright red. Put a stick up his butt, uh, her butt, and put it back in there so it looks like it's sitting on the ledge around the edge of the pot. It's really cool. You ride by, you're like, look at that red bird, mama. You know, it's really for kids when they ride by because I have neighbors and they have like 1,700 children. 
So they ride by and go, look at the red bird. I know they're doing that. I know they are. This mockingbird this morning was just chirping. Chaka chaka. What is this? Ah, ah, oh no. Your mama bird. And she was just upset. So I sat there and watched it through the window thinking, this bird's going to at some point attack the cardinal. Realize it ain't real. <laughs> it never, it's just fun, fun stuff. So, point number three. Well, point number two, let me finish. The card, credit card processors don't care. What have, okay. I'll tell you what they've done <laughs> in a minute. It helps, but you have to be careful about it. You have to be really mindful. Point number three. The politicians don't care, and they get paid to not care by the credit card processors. Okay? Look the other way, honey. Oh, I got another one in. Oh, it's three. Wow. And they do. They look the other way. And then you have Elizabeth Warren, the senator, you know, the federal, the, uh, yeah, the, the, the U.S. senator who has championed, you know, the finance. She got stuff. She got this, the CFPB or CFB, whatever. An organization put in for credit card stuff and fi- you know consumer finance. Uh, she has championed it, but you know you it depends on who's in charge. And the uh, the other side, you know, they're always trying to champion negativity. That's what they champion. If you look at how American politics is, the other side's always championing championing the negative. Oh, you don't need that. And everything that's in America, all of the all of the, the support network that exists in America, the Democrats did it all. Again, I'm I'm in neither party, neither party. It depends on your on your English. I'm in neither. I just call it the way I the way it is. History, being an anthropologist and a historian, Democrats did everything here. Social Security, everything, so you won't scrape your butt forever on the cement. Maybe just for a little bit. Democrats did it. Republicans fight against it. And then the people who vote for them are voting against their best interests because they're the first ones in line to go get the checks. And that's st- statistically true. The first people, the biggest group of people who are go get health and human services checks are Republicans on a state-by-state basis. They're the first ones in, in, the, in the building on Monday morning. Tomorrow's Monday morning. The first group of people in there will be people who vote Republican. Where my check? And it's just weird to be the creative brother to watch all this nonsense. Same thing here. They get paid to look the other way. And while their constituents are getting just torn up. Okay. Uh, The corporates. Oh, this is a good segue. Who's tearing us up? (laughs) Okay, here's my story. Oh, it's, 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 it's funny. I told somebody this story the other day. One of my customers... Friday, Vicky, my customer, long-time customer. But every time I take her card, I have to take the filter off because it's weird, MasterCard or something. And they can't, I figured it out. Systems engineer stuff with the data stuff, right? I got a huge relational database background, huge. You know, going back to 18. So I figured out why I can't get her card to work. It's something that her bank did weird. 
So every time I run her card, it never works, no matter what we do. And she has a P.O. box and she has an address, physical business address. They're great customers, and I love them. They're great. They come to me for their stuff. Boom, boom, boom. Eric, we need more. It's like four or five of them. It's like, hey, Eric. And they, everybody expects for me to know who they are, and I have 29,000 plus customers. It's getting difficult. I know their voices. I don't know, I don't remember the names as much, but I try. Oh, that's the hard, that's the most stressful part of my day. Hey, Eric. Hey, what's going on? I look down at their phone number. Okay, now Tennessee, 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 Tennessee. Get in there, get in there. Okay, so it's just hard. So I figured out. So what I did was I had to take off the address verification filter just to get her stuff done. I had to get her to call the bank. And what happens is this happens every time. And it's just spaced out like four times a year. And I had to write down in her file, take off the filter. But then I remember, here's how I solved it. And this is unique. It's weird. The In her file, they have both the PO address and the physical address listed on her record. So because I have the address verification filter set to where you have to be exact can't miss a uh, you can't have a p dot o dot is p o box and that's ding 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 you, you don't you don't put punctuation when you're doing stuff like this in the uh, 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 credit card stuff leave out all your periods and stuff you don't have LLC period uh, INC period nope no periods uh, no commas any of that with her I figured it out so I took off the address filter got it approved put it back on and then later in the evening, I realized, wait a minute, I'll bet you both at both of those address, both address data is in her record. And if I don't put the physical address, the address one line, and then the P.O. box as address two line, if I don't do it exactly like that, it'll never go through. I figured it out. So I went and changed her, I changed her record so when it happens again, it'll it'll pop right up, boop, 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 and go straight in. Oh yeah, that that's a four-year situation because I had never really sat down and thought it through. Why is this happening? Never sat down. Once I sat down, it took ten minutes, well less than that actually. I was driving somewhere and uh, I figured it out just just like that. I, I just thought about it. So the politicians they don't care, and because of that reason. Let me tell you who the corporates are who try to get you. Who try to get me, my businesses. I had I have seven stores for my truck equipment company. Um, six of them now you can't see. They're hidden to the public. Wayfair, which you know is Wayfair, they had 150 plus websites, stores. Forksandspoons.com, backyardpatiofurniture.com, all that. All, ca- all catching keywords. And when they skinny down to one, I read about it years ago and how they did it. And they they took all of their 150 something plus websites and they hid, they hid them so you can't see them. But they, if you, certain keywords still are directed and you get in the search result, you will still get a pop-up link to the store. When you click on it, it redirects it to Wayfair. So they're still capturing all that traffic from the 100, 150 plus websites 
to, but they all get redirected to the one. I told myself years ago when I read that, I'm doing that. I'm going to do that with my seven stores down to one at some point. And I did it like a year, a year and a half ago. It works. Oh, it's better. I just managed one store. But I have the traffic of seven stores. Same thing as Wayfair. So, ding, ding, ding. If you're listening, my last podcast episode was e-commerce and how to run a skinny business. Oh, the one before that. So, add that to what you learned there. Is, uh, yeah, do that. So, the corporates. Until I had one store and I moved everything to a hosted away from where my WordPress stuff that I had to manage all of it myself. Now I'm on a hosted system that I don't like as much, to be honest with you. I lost my lightning speed and now I'm on the hosted speed, which is different. Uh, I lost control of all of the back office functions that I could control when I got ready. Now it's on these other folks and they take their time and I'm actually right now getting ready to probably go and get my own servers. Literally get it all back, increase my cost every month. But because of that reason, I will have control of my stuff. It'll be my stuff. I will have full control. I'm literally at that level of capability. And I would prefer it because they have me in a place where I don't, I'm starting to not like our relationship. You don't want to be there because you can change it. It's up to you. It's just, it's just a lot of work. It is. It's just a lot of work. And I just, I, anyway, so when I, you know, my stores, when I had all my stores in um, the Mexican mafia, the Russians, the Koreans, and everyday regular Americans trying to get in there and break it, get in there. They try to get into my Google, my business stores, try to claim and Every morning I wake up, somebody trying to claim my store. Like, no, fraud. But the Mexican mafia, they work on the border states around Mexico, Texas, Arizona, um, like, you know, all of that, California, New Mexico. And they, they, what they do is they do their fraud and they go across the border. It's a big deal in the, in the truck equipment industry because of how, you know, what we sell. And uh, so I've been able to catch folks, you know, with my filtering. I just have to have it where you got to go all green or you don't get it because that's because of the Mexican mafia because they use black market credit cards and they've learned how to, they buy all the information. They buy the address and they buy the zip code. Let me tell you something, folks. The credit card verification system sucks. Now it's time to start talking. The only thing that gets verified off your credit card is the address and the zip code. That's it. They don't, ver- they don't verify name, first and last name. They don't verify that. Why? Oh, you get some bull crap on why. But remember, I'm a database guy as well. I'm, I'm a, well, comprehensive, but I, I'm data. Not everybody has my background. I mean, com- computer science wise, they have a uh, slice. I have it all, 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 deeply. And adding a, a name verification filter, it would fix stuff. They ain't gonna do it. We'll get there. I don't, I don't wanna get ahead of my <laughs> my stuff. But yeah, the Mexican mafia is always trying to get in. So that's why I had to set my um, filters like you have to be perfect. 
or I have to get involved. That's why. And the other day when I solved the riddle of why some people don't get in, why, why they just have to work a little harder with them, I think I figured it out for all of them. They probably have P.O. box attached to their address too. And I just have to remember to ask. So what I have to do is I have to go to my processes. I have processes, I have a process book. And I have a process for a credit card, for doing a credit card sale. I need to add that into my, my credit card sale process. Step my, 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 my check, I literally have a checklist. You could run my company to a certain degree if you get the book, you could. I mean, I know stuff, but you'll be able to run the business and how to answer the phone, how to take, how to take a sale, how to do this, how to do that. I need to put that in there so I can remember when I go and flip the paper. There it is. Okay, it's in purple. I mean, uh, 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 pink, so it stands out. Okay, yeah, make sure that, ask them do they have a P.O. box. If it's failing, put in both. And that's gonna probably fix everybody that, I won't have to cut the filter off. I can leave the filter on and put in the information correctly. So yeah, the Mexican mafia forced me to put those filters in where you have to, be perfect and if you're listening and you have the same problems and you're like in border states same thing set your filters tight all green where everything has to be all green or 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 you don't pass now point number five who cares who actually cares 80 percent of chargebacks of all chargebacks are fraud out of that 70 77 percent it's friendly fraud. And that's people who did buy stuff who are calling in saying, I don't remember. And what happens if you had these different codes, like the other day, <laughs> I actually had, you know, this is interesting that I'm having this conversation that I went to, I got mail out. I had a letter from the bank saying that I have a retrieval, which is a chargeback light. And what that is, they don't take the money out. It's the bank asking questions. Well, I don't get these. I've only had four in my entire career. So I just happened to got a letter saying a retrieval. They want me to go in and, and, and answer some questions and prove that this customer who tried to say it was fraud. But let me tell you what I did. This is why I was smart. Listen to this. A customer went online and they ordered something that costs uh, $8,000. They never called. He never called. It's a truck blower. And um, I always follow up. You don't want to just send stuff to people. But the credit card was green, all green. But you call and verify, you know, information. Maybe they screwed up, right? The address. And you're sipping stuff. Freight is three, you know, 250 and up, right? So I called and talked to Louis verified everything. I tried to call the person whose name was on there, the owner, he never answered. So I called the company's main number and got Louie who ordered it and verified everything. Well, Louie gave me the address that was on the paper. What he, what he screwed up was that wasn't where it was supposed to go. That was the owner's address in Arkansas. That blower was going to Colorado where they are he put in the ad the shipping address as his as the owner's address it wasn't going there it was going to Colorado and then he verified it 
He just absentmindedly did it. And then uh, we sent it there to Arkansas. I get a call from UPS Freight. Uh, people here said this not where it's supposed to be. And I'm like, well, it's on the paper. So I checked the uh, the, the, the credit card authorized the author authorized.net ship. You know where he went and the the credit card transaction. There it is, Arkansas. So I'm in the right. I did the right thing. I called the guy and verified it. I mean, and he verified it. Okay. So what do you do? So I tell him, well, hold on. Let me call you right back. Let me get permission to reroute this. So I call Louis and Louis's not there. I get his boss. I tell him the deal. I said, well, you, you're going to have to reroute it to get it where you, where you guys are, right? I said, I need your, I need your permission to reroute it you know you're gonna have to pay for that because it's in the I'll send you the stuff that shows that Louie made a mistake I said just let's just chalk this up to Louie made a mistake I called to verify it and he made another one I said let me tell you man it just it happens this is one of those things to where it just happened I said I'm 60 I've done a lot of things in life and most of the biggest things that I have seen they were mistakes People just, they, they, they had the best intentions ever, and they blew it. And don't beat Louie up. I mean, come on. He made a mistake. Two of them. <laughs> don't beat him up, man. I've been where you are. Mistake, when you make mistakes, when people, when people make mistakes, just chew his butt down to nothing, down to, a, down to nothing, but, don't, but that's it. He's going to be the best employee you have for two weeks. Because he don't want to make any more. And he's like, two weeks? I'm like, yeah, they, you know, you fall back into your old patterns after about two weeks. And so that was it. So here's what I did to come back. What they would do anyway. Because people, you know, they're in your face. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're going to go do what they want to do, right? So what I did was I created a new order just for that charge by itself. I didn't add it to the current a bill. Mm-mm. I created a new separate um, invoice just for the reroute freight by itself. That way, if they wanted to be fraudsters, friendly fraudsters, we just talked about that, they would have to just do chargeback on that and not the eight, the $9,000 stuff, right? Plus the new charge. I'm smarter than them, listen. And guess what? That was what it was about. And they had to categorize it as a duplicate charge. Ding, ding, ding. Depending on the charge, the, the chargeback code, it dictates your, your probability to win. The probability to win chargebacks is low. It's low. It's what, one out of five, 20%. Isn't that horrible? I mean, unless you respond, you have to respond first. So in a retrieval, they don't take the money out. So what I did was, I logged into my chargeback system, which I never use, uh, merchant system. Like I said, I've only had four in, I don't know, almost 20 years. So I log in, keep my stuff, you know, I'm a computer science guy, right? So I keep all my logins fresh. And it's just an easy process. Now, what I did was I just I just uploaded the freight bill. I put in there the little summary, the little summary. I told him what happened. And I was honest. Lou made a mistake. Louie made a mistake. Then he made another one. 
when I verified it, his boss gave me the verbal. Here's his name. I'm like, well, his name was Shannon. I said, Shannon gave me the verbal okay. I couldn't contact, I couldn't catch up with, uh, C, uh, uh, I forgot the uh, the owner's name, Cy. I said, Cy couldn't even answer the phone. So Louie did it. Louie made three mistakes. And I said, Louie won't own up, he just won't own up to his boss that he made mistakes. I said, but here's the, here's the reroute charge. Here's the freight bill. Here's the, the bill of lading for that. Here's the original charge where it went to the wrong address. Here's the credit card transaction bill that shows that Louie, who went online on his own and entered in the wrong address without my knowledge, here it is. Bam, uploaded it. And I expect that money to stay in my account. <laughs> that, I don't know, two, $273, not that much. But uh, there it is. And then I had another one where I charged back um, on a little tool that ended up being Chinese. And I canceled the order and they kept acting like a thugs. What are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, no, we're not doing this. So I charged them back, which I don't like to do. And then, then when it came in a month later, I sent it back. I refused it, took a picture of it, got a transaction uh, number from, the, from USPS and saved it to a P, uh, PDF. Well, two months later, I get a letter from Bank of America saying, oh, well, you know, we're not gonna be able to let you have that charge back. They provided proof that they delivered it. And I said, well, I called the bank and I said, what are y'all doing? And then they said, well, did you have proof that you sent it back? I said, yes, I do. Can you fax it? Sure. I faxed it to them, boom. They, that 35 bucks will stay in my account. Now we're talking a little money. But remember, I have lost, I lost a charge. I didn't lose one, but we chasing one guy down for eight grand right now. I call his mother every, about every quarter, call his mom and ask her, you know, how she doing? <laughs> I do. So point number five, merchants lost 35 billion in 2021. 77% of chargebacks are friendly friendly fraud where you need to respond and it depends on the code you're gonna lose who cares well of course the merchants care right and then there's this industry called the credit card fraud prevention industry they really care to the tune of 6.7 billion dollars in 2021 merchants trying to fight folks off what really is that? Who are they? Really all they are is just additional, it's the tech industry, it's a segment of tech, where they add on additional layering to your existing cart, shopping carts and stuff. And they have uh, what, they, what they believe to be uh, higher grade stuff than what the authorized dot, what the, credit card processors are providing. They're all offering the same stuff. They are. All these are verification. It's all based on the same faulty premise. Address and zip code. And then the plus four. Okay? But it's faulty because the black market, they buy that information. They have that. They have the address and they have the zip code. So they can, they can cheat you. They can cheat you. 
They just don't have it perfectly most of the time. But the Mexican mafia does. They have it more perfectly. One or two slips in. So what I do is, is that I put in all their information. And if it's not completely green, then I need cash. So I get a lot of cash from people through their credit cards. And they have to pay the credit card fee because they, they're, they're crap and they ain't working right. And I just, I'm not doing it. And they want what I sell, so they do it. Okay? They do it. They do. So here's the fix. A new name verification filter, NVF. Add that to the verification uh, filters process. NVF. Name verification filter. They don't get your name right. Boop! It turns red, and then you can go and investigate. If they do that, listener, that brings chargeback credit card fraud down to 2% by itself. All by itself, right there. Ding, ding, ding. I'm putting red red asterisks right next to it because that's basically what it is. What's wrong with my pen? What's wrong with my pen? It ain't working right. That's my favorite one, too. Anyway, let me get another one. Let me get my fuchsia. Yeah, so name verification filter. Add that to the fraud prevention tool set. That by itself fixes everything. Okay, here's the harder path. <laughs> here's the hardest path. The politician path. Ugh. New federal and state laws to force the processors to do number one. To add name verification filters to the fraud prevention tool set. They ain't gonna do it unless they're forced. Okay? Uh-oh, my belly's uh, getting hungry. I haven't even trained yet this morning. I got my workout on a really empty belly. So new federal and federal and state laws to force them to do it. Okay? Number three, pass more of the cost of chargebacks to the processors. Ding, ding, ding! Bite into that, to that, um, I forgot how many biggins it is. I didn't write down. Where's that number? Two. It's a lot as far as the fees. 35 billion. Okay. But out of that number, there are the fees that they get for a charging. If I get a chargeback, I get charged a fee. It's called a chargeback fee for processing it. Right? What the? It's just a, it's just a game to make money. Computer science is mostly game, game theory. Know that. And anything, um, one thing about Americans is there's this, every, there's just a, a billion ways to make money. It's all game theory. This is one of them. This is all based on game theory. All of it. Game theory. How can we make money off these mofos? That's it. Most people don't understand that, but there is a slim group of people that do. And the slim group that do they help everybody else to do it. They don't even understand the concept. I mean, they don't need to. They were, we're gonna make money? Okay, well, I don't need to know all the details. You just do it. What are we paying you to do? There it is. That's how it works, honey. Oh boy, that's 400. Ooh, I think I broke a record. So if you pass more of the cost of chargebacks to the processors, here's what happens. You cut chargeback fees to down closer to zero, right? Which that's a revenue stream for them. That's what helps them make their quarterly stuff, right? Short-term thinking, 
quarterly. We did well over the last three months. Don't hurt us. Don't leave us. Keep loving us. Ugh. That's why the world is way the way it is. Because of game theory. Game theory, blah. That's a different podcast series for the creative brother. So it would cut chargeback fees closer to zero than where they are now in the biggins. Because they ain't doing that. They ain't gonna take that hit. It's already tough now to manage this quarter to quarter stuff. I've been part of that too. It sucks having to think about three quarter, three months at a time. <laughs> what do we need to do over the next quarter for them to love us? Oh my God. All right, think like the Chinese. Put a 50 year plan in place and break it down by the quarter. How about that? 50 year plan, chop it up in the quarters. Ding, ding, ding. There it is. Make it easier for merchants to win. This is what happens when you pass more of the cost to chargebacks. I told you, 20% of the people who fight chargebacks win. That's the, that's the win rate, about 20%. That sucks. Why? Because of these stupid codes. I need code stuff. And when I see a code, I hadn't had that many chargebacks, but I went and got myself educated on it. On, you know how I am, creative brother. I went and digested the chargeback industry and how it all works from a systems engineering perspective, from the, the back office. I know chargebacks from how the computer does it, okay? I know it. That's what people like me have to do in order to go into the company and help them. I have to know your business better than you. I have to know all the in and outs of your, of your flow, your processes. How you bring this in, how that goes out, this and that. I'm a systems integrator. I have to know your stuff better than all of you. And imagine a 60-year-old systems integrator and all the stuff I've done, all the crap I know. This is why I'm able to explain these things to y'all at the level that I can. Because I'm a system, a 60-year-old systems integration expert. Oh my God. Here it goes. So if you pass more of the cost of chargebacks to the processors, it will cut chargeback fees closer to zero. They'll just take that revenue stream off the spreadsheets. Yeah, can't do that anymore. That happened to um, Facebook. Very similar thing. When Apple changed their policy, third-party applications policy, it took a chunk. We're talking billions out of Facebook's uh, revenue stream because they were qualified as such. Okay, I'm sorry. They were categorized as such. And it just, it took a chunk out of their revenue stream with nothing they could do about it. I'm pretty sure Mark Zuckerberg called over there and tried to, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's the word? Bribe. You know, what's his name? I forgot his name that runs the company. And that's, that's a good thing. It's a good thing when you don't know the name of the CEO that runs Apple. I forgot his name. It's a good thing because Apple is what you ought to know. Not the name of the guy, Elon Musk. <laughs> Shut up. Let your brands be speak for you, Elon. Asperger syndrome guy. Talk too much. So, yes. 
if you make it easier for merchants to win, right now that one out of five win rate sucks. And merchants hate it. A lot of merchants don't even fight it. Let me tell you something that's funny. When I buy stuff off of Amazon, like if I buy something cheap, I learn this. You buy something that's, I don't know, eight bucks or something, shirt, and if you get it and it doesn't fit, they don't even want it back. They're like, nope. It costs more to send it back than it does to, you know, to, for you to just keep it. Keep it. I've done that a few times. It's like, I'm pretty sure fraudsters are just doing this as a, you know, they probably have some sort of filter process where if you do them too many times, they catch you in the filter and then they, they fire you as a customer. But yeah, they don't want it back because it costs more than the cost. Shipping it back costs more than you just keeping it. You know, whatever. I thought that was so funny. So, fixing chargebacks. I'm sorry. Fighting chargebacks. Here's what this is. A, this is a fix. Merchants need to fight chargebacks. Here's how you do it, merchants. Set tight verification. Set your filters tightly, like I have mine. Just it has to be all green or no. Screw you. And what I have to do then, and, and the vast majority of them are, are going to be green if they are legit. You're not going to have this special nonsense like I had the other day that's four years old that I finally put my brain on for 10 minutes and fixed it. Where they have both the P.O. box and the physical address in the record and it has to be verified as such, right? Uh, physical address first and then the P.O. box underneath it. And I kept seeing it when I kept ver trying to verify her address, the yellow pages, the this is, the that's is, the truck equipment, I'm uh, sorry, the DOT stuff, everything was that way. I kept seeing physical address and then P.O. box, but it didn't register on me at the moment in the middle of the bubble with phones ringing and everybody going, call, answer my call, answer my call. While I'm in the middle of doing her stuff, I got 900 phone calls, so, and emails. So it didn't, I didn't have time for my brain to wrap around what I was seeing. And later on, the flashback hit me. Wait a minute, I keep seeing her physical address in the P.O. box together with all of these, in the, with all these places where her information is residing. Boom and boom. So I thought, that, that's it. Okay, so merchants fight, your, fight chargebacks. I don't have many. I mean, I've had a few, four. Set tight verification. I had a big one that I won, 40 grand. Oh, they were fraudsters. I got, I put them in prison. Oh my God. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a podcast episode. In Mississippi, I had help from Fox News and everybody. <laughs> I had help from Fox News in Atlanta, Fox News in Mississippi. <laughs> I should do a podcast episode on that. That was fun. Oh boy, that's creative brother stuff right there. But merchants fight chargebacks and respond to the chargeback letters and stuff. Set your tight, set tight verification filters. It's either green or no. And what you do if they're not green, contact them and tell them can't do it. Here's what you do: go get uh, get um, 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 cash uh, uh, cash advance on your debit card or or cash advance, you know, with debit card is cash. So just send me some Zelle money or, or bank money. And most folks don't have my average ticket price. So just get Zelle money through the bank, Z-E-L-L, -L, you know, peer-to-peer -peer money, that's cash, no merchant fees. Tell them it's your problem that this happened, not mine. Don't be that mean, but that's what you're saying. 
So set tight verification filters. Take cash, cash, cash. And you need a terms and conditions page on your website that lays out all, you know, how you refund your money, or their money, how you do ordering processes and returns and all of that. If you don't have a terms and verifications page on your business website, that hurts you when, it's, when you have chargebacks. I have that. And I let folks know, I'm, I'm suing you for stuff. I mean, I let people know how I do business. And that's how you win chargebacks, by having a terms and, terms and conditions page, okay? Let's conclude. I'm just gonna go back over what we talked about really quickly. America needs new federal laws and state laws to help fight off credit card chargeback fraud. $35 billion last year in 2021. Friendly fraud, 77%. What people do, they take advantage of card not present fraud. That's e-commerce. CNF, CNP, card not present. That's what I have mostly, card not present. I have a lot of uh, bank wire money from, um, non, from non-USA customers and companies that don't like to use the credit cards and I have a lot of, a lot of uh, bank checks. They send the checks in next day. I love those. I pay the fee. I pay, the, I pay for the next day stuff. I, not everybody's doing it the way I'm doing it. And you can't do it. You, got, you, you, gotta, you sell cookies or something. I don't know. And you just you got a bunch of little orders. And you can't do it the way I do it. I have fewer orders, but I make a, you know, I have big money coming in, you know, because my, it's big money, high, high, high revenue velocity, but I don't have as many transactions as maybe people who sell bread and cookies and milk and soda and all that kind of stuff, gas and stuff. Um, just know that the credit card processors don't care. They lie. They don't care. They say they do. Politicians don't care because they're being paid to look the other way. Call campaign contributions. Okay? Who are the culprits? The cheaters. 77% of fraud out there is friendly fraud. Grandma went on Amazon. I don't remember. Oh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Oh, boy. So, who does care? $6.7 billion credit card fraud. For our prevention industry, they care about you. <laughs> they care. 6.7 billion. Now, here's my opinion on that. You really don't need them because your, your credit card processing uh, stuff is enough. It really is. Set your stuff tight to where green or, green or no money. That's enough. All that other layering, that's programming, that's extra money per month and all of that. It's making you feel safe, er, when it's enough to feel if you just set your filters, your credit card processing filter, use your fraud prevention filters, your FPFs. Okay, use those on your credit card processing where you're already paying your monthly fee. That's enough. The extra stuff is for you to pay more money because you have it in the bank. So you got a little extra change, you got a cousin that's in the industry, you want to help him, him or her out, do it, whatever. But you don't need to, okay? And the laws will help if we have name verification filters added to the fraud prevention tool set, that'll bring fraud down closer to zero than where it is now, way closer. And laws to force them to do that is what we need. Passing the cost of chargebacks to the processors, more of that cost, get them moving and get their butts out the seats. And 
just know merchants that you need to respond and set those tight verification filters. Okay, and take as much cash as you can. Okay, and make sure on your website you have a terms and conditions page that lays out the thises and the thatses. Alrighty? I had to go 50 minutes today because this stuff is important. Okay? Set your e-commerce up properly because most of fraud today is card not present fraud. E-commerce. Okay? Have a great Sunday, all you merchants out there and other listeners. Uh, I want you to keep more of your money in the bank so you can pay those bills. We'll talk soon.